Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. KSL's Live Mike. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. 12.50 is the time. I was uh, I was on a walk yesterday, and early in the morning, and I pulled up my phone, I felt... I've, I've told you this before. I've been trying to distance myself a bit from the phone over the weekends. And, well, every once in a while, you know, I'll have it in my pocket still. I'll just try to be, you know, disciplined. Well, every once in a while, I will get uh, like a barrage of alerts. And w- when that happens, that's like when, I don't know, big news, big, big news breaks. And for some reason, uh, yesterday, uh, mid-morning, the, the, the vibrations coming from my phone in my pocket were, were, well, let's just say the levels were high. I pick it up, I look at it, and it's this story coming out of Salt Lake County, specifically the Salt Lake County Republican Party, that there were uh, accusations of wrongdoing, of harassment, of, of abuse. Uh, you know, pick your term. When we get into the details, uh, there's going to be a lot of not-so-nice terms used to describe this behavior. And, uh, and there was also, in conjunction with these accusations, there was uh, a, a preemptive letter, we'll say, uh, drafted by the, the chairman of the Salt Lake County uh, Republican Party. And that email, it was long, uh, it was specific, and it named uh, women who were about to be revealed in a Salt Lake Tribune article uh, who had leveled accusations against the, the, the director of communications for the Republican Party. And let me just say, you would recognize all of these names, every one of them, Amy Winder Newton, uh, a long list of other names that you would uh, recognize, some in and some out of elected office uh, here in, in the state of Utah, specifically uh, Salt Lake County. Uh, and, and as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, what the heck? This is wild. Uh, my jaw dropped as we were walking. It was a little baby piper in the jogging stroller. We were doing a lap of uh, Sugar House Park because uh, that's what you do on the weekends, I guess. Um, and I'm reading this thing as we're walking, and I, I couldn't believe it. It all just seemed so absurd. I, I'm thinking to myself, are not professionals at the helm of, of these organizations? And, uh, well, anyway, as we have come now into Monday morning, we have since learned uh, that uh, Mr. Miller, Chairman Scott Miller, has tendered his resignation from the party, and we are starting to hear from uh, other individuals within the Republican Party, uh, as well as some of those uh, women who were named in uh, both the email drafted by Miller and referenced in the Salt Lake Tribune article this morning. 
on uh, Dave and Debbie's program. Dave uh, Noriega and Debbie Dejanovic uh, spent a good deal of time on this, and uh, they learned a lot. And it was it was great radio. If you have a chance to uh, either via the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services, or on kslnewsradio.com. If you go back and listen to their program today, specifically their conversations with Derek Brown and Amy Winder-Newton, uh, do that. Absolutely worth uh, hearing it in its entirety. Uh, we'll get a summary of that conversation, though, now as Debbie joins us uh, here in studio. Debbie, Hi, Lee. great work this morning. Uh, yeah, and so this really became a playbook uh, for the uh, Salt Lake County GOP and how not to handle a looming um, PR crisis. And the, the fact you talked to that email that went out, sort of a preemptive strike regarding a Salt Lake Tribune article that was about to be published where seven women who had all been candidates, Republican candidates for different positions, um, were alleging that they'd been name called, that they had been body shamed, all things that are very, very highly inappropriate. It was, and, it was vile stuff Yeah, to, to it, a degree that I'm not comfortable uh, like narrating it here on the air. It and, was pretty vile stuff. And had this happened in a, in a private organization, one would hope we would all march up to the HR department, right, and say, Hasta look. Hasta lasagna. This is, Don't get any on uh, yeah. you. Well, what happened in this case is uh, Amy Winder-Newton um, you know, got these women together and said, look, I've got your back. I'm going to go and um, file a complaint and formally let the chair of the Salt Lake County GOP know what's going on. And then she alleges that that just got brushed off. What was the timeline for that? When did that happen? That was, it seems to be like that. It was sometime last fall okay. when, you know, uh, campaigns were really ramping up and the heat is on. They're trying to win elections. So the, so the county uh, GOP chair pulls this move over the weekend, which I was just as shocked as you were by putting out this email as a preemptive strike regarding the Salt Lake Tribune article and naming the women and then calling them in that email to, he blankets Republicans with this email, um, shaming the women even more, calling them sore losers who failed to win and questioning their motives for going public. Look, I after our conversation with Amy Winter Newton today on the air, it was very clear to me that her motive was to get this issue resolved and uh, allow these women to uh, move forward with their campaigns without feeling uh, body shamed or, you know, discriminated against in some way, harassed. It's probably a more appropriate word is harassed. Um, and she said when she approached uh, the uh, GOP chair, the tables were turned on her receiving harassing emails. Gosh, I think over a three-month period, I had seven different emails where the chair and his um, his his buddy, who was the communications director, basically just skewered me in these emails and crazy things, everything from, um, you know, threatening litigation to saying that, um, you know, I don't support the gay community because um, the communications director, Dave Robinson, was gay. Um, and, you know, questioning my own or my family members' sexual orientation. I mean, it was just crazy, some of the stuff that they had out there. And, you know, I think the hardest part for me was, you know, you've always got bullies who are saying things, but when you have your county party chair going around telling people that one of your elected officials is, um, you know, this horrible person, it just leaves me scratching my head of, you know, who needs enemies when I have my own county party chair doing this? Now, in that email that went out, um, you know, there's this preemptive strike. Um, the county chairperson at the time says, I will not be canceled over this. Well, he by Sunday morning, he'd quit. 
Yeah. Uh, he resigned. But now what the entire party has across the state of Utah, in my view, is a credibility crisis on its hands. And so we invited uh, the chairperson of the state Republican Party, which is different than the county arm, which that, is where all these controversies thing. are going on. Perception is right. one thing, and then the actual structural organization of these parties, both at the state uh, and the county level, they're, they're autonomous well, uh, for the for the most part, uh, except for you know the 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 common theme of uh, you know they they adhere to the same. Uh, values they identify as members of the same party, and obviously, you know, some of the the elections that stem in one certainly uh, move on to the other. But they they do they they do operate autonomously for the most part. Well, and then if you ask our listeners uh, which party, uh, which arm of the party, Republicans are Republicans, right? And so, and that's fair. Uh, and they realized that this was a huge credibility issue for their party, and so so Derek Brown, who's the chair of the state Republican Party, came on our show and basically said, "Look, the best thing that Scott." Miller, who was the uh, GOP chair for the county, could have done is resign. Well, what we did, I mean, we have spent the last two years supporting and recruiting as a state party female candidates. In fact, we have the first female executive director we've ever had of the party. But the hard thing is occasionally you're going to have these bad apples. And in Salt Lake County, we had you know a couple of clowns. This is a couple of clowns, he describes them. Uh, in this whole story, to me, is unfortunate for a number of reasons. First off, it is poor management. It's poor communication. It's poor professional interaction. It is uh, abusive and heartbreaking to uh, to hear these allegations and to hear that they are leveled against uh, specifically women, knowing that here in the state of Utah, uh, you know, over the past number of years, there's been an intense focus on uh, recruiting women to run for office, and as we compare the number of elected officials, uh, female elected officials yeah. here in the state of Utah, uh, you, you've got some new data that shows exactly where we stand. Yeah, the human, uh, Utah Women Leadership and Leadership Project. It was a report I found on Utah State University's website in 2020. Utah ranked 22nd in the nation for the number of women who occupy seats in our state uh, legislature. Now in 2021, we're 40th in the nation. So we are struggling to get women to run for office in the state of Utah. I'll tell you what, they need to clean up the act within the Republican Party, make sure that anybody who feels as though they've been harassed has a way to report it, and also there's a process in place to investigate these claims. And that allegedly did not happen in this case, although it is 2021. (laughs) Let's get it done yeah. and get uh, it done the right way. Debbie, thanks for the insight. Thanks, thanks for your work here this morning. Uh, you, you heard Chairman of the Utah Republican Party statewide, Derek Brown, refer to these two involved as a couple of clowns. Uh, that That is, at least from you know my outside perspective, looking in at the, at the behavior and the writings that have emerged, uh, that, that, that feels accurate. And what does that mean? It means that, uh, you know, you hope that this type of behavior uh, isolated to, uh, you know, the the— the the poor behavior of that couple of clowns there. So if uh, you know you're a man or a woman, uh, regardless, if you are considering elected office, uh, you know look for look at these situations with a discerning eye, and uh, and do do what you can to to reach out to people like Derek Brown or uh, the 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 women who have leveled these accusations against uh, the now former chair of the county Republican Party as well as uh, his partner in the director of communications role. Uh, talk to the folks involved. 
uh, don't be scared away by the process. Talk to those involved. There is still a lot of good uh, left in this uh, system, certainly. And you hope that uh, that the bad apples in this instance have been entirely rooted out. Uh, all right, quick break. When we return, another great friend of mine joining me here in studio, Boyd Matheson. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about what the experience is like for some of the more rural counties here in the state of Utah who uh, are home to so much federal land. Uh, how do we balance the, the playbook there as well as what will Mr. Matheson be up to starting next Monday in his afternoons? We'll look into those details and have a chat with my good friend Boyd Matheson next on Life Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.